0: attention it is snow time it is Christmas snow time it is early Christmas snow time spook is done spook done that was pretty funny wasn't it (laughs) I've been looking forward to doing that all day (laughs) so stupid (laughs) yeah uh you can go ahead and turn it off now um there's not much else not much else to hear here that's it. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm excited for it to be Christmas. It's snowing a lot sooner than I thought it would. And I've go, gone ahead and switched over. Switched over to the Christmas tunes, Christmas decorations, and uh, I'm ready to go. So, I was asked a question the other day that I found interesting. Um, Someone that I don't, I see like once or twice a day said to me the first thing they said to me was what's the theme for today and I was really confused by this because I've never been asked what the theme for the day is and I sat and I s- I thought about it because I, I told them I'm gonna need some time to think about that and um, yeah it's besides the point what the theme of that day was I think I ended up saying something about um uh, something about sound or Or I said the theme of the day is realizing oneself or something stupid like that. But I've decided to take that and apply it because the theme of today I've decided is detachment. Because it's been on my mind a lot and I'd like to talk about it for a minute. So when I say detachment, um, I could capture a few things. I could be talking about detachment from basic social interaction with our phones and all that. I could be talking about general detachment from reality, but what I've thought most about is the detachment that we have from each other when it comes to realizing other people as the same as you are. And when I say that, I mean that they have a story, they have fears and aspirations and love. And I've been thinking about this because I've been paying attention more to people and I've been trying to do it in the least strange way possible. But when I'm talking to someone, whether it be an employee or even someone I know, if you really look at someone, if you really look in their eyes, and you don't look at your phone, and you don't look off in the distance, and you don't interrupt, and you just listen to them, and you look at them, it can give you kind of a strange effect. Because I think we're so distracted with... How do, I don't even feel like talking about technology and all that, because I think that's pretty obvious, that we've we've created this weird meta sort of area where everything has changed in terms of what we consider to be um, valid, like like valid interaction and valid uh, sincerity. And a lot of that's measured based on what we text someone or what we see and like on various social media platforms. And I think that has affected us as people, but I think it's something more than that. And that's what I want to talk about. I don't want to go on about social media and the dangers of technology, but... I'm more curious to understand the actual root of being a human and how easy it is to take for granted those around you. And I find it so strange when we pass by hundreds of people every day and we don't talk to them and we never see them again and we never learn about them and we don't have any moments with them. And I don't know, I feel selfish living that way. I feel wasteful living that way because... When it comes to anything, whether it be me in school learning or someone going a nine to five job or you know anything any any anything someone's doing in a day, it is all reliant on human interaction and communication, and yet we have so little of it because we have to focus on doing the same communication every day and it just it's really strange to picture a world where Every person, if they were sitting next to someone, they asked them how they were, or they they asked them how their day was really, what was really going on in their mind, or how their relationships were. And it's weird because you're like, you would never say that to someone, you don't know them. They could be crazy, they could say something that you weren't ready for, they could be offended by you, but that's what I'm getting at, is why is it that way? Why can't we just be open to one another. And I know there's a lot of strangeness out there and there's a lot of judgmental people and there's a lot of hate, which is unnecessary. And that deters people from sharing or from believing the worst of someone they don't know. And I don't know, I, I get a lot from the the brief eye contact that I make with strangers every day. And I just want to know what they're thinking. And and I'd I'd bet that, a lot more people are thinking that it'd be okay to talk to one another than than it really is. I think a lot of people just have a, a presumption that it's weird if you look at someone for an extended period of time. But is it? I mean, humans are interesting. We're really weird looking <laughs> people. And uh, the same goes for conversation. Where if you're in a room alone... And there are a bunch of people... When I say alone, I mean you're by yourself. You you have no responsibility for anyone next to you or anything like that. And there's tons of people talking and having conversation. If you sit and listen to people talking, and you actually absorb those words, and you treat them as if it's your responsibility to hear them, to observe the world around you, again, it can change your perception a lot. It's weird. I know some people think that's eavesdropping or whatever and that's a whole different thing but at the end of the day you're just observing and when you think about it we we take in so little of what's actually around us I we we don't hear or see or smell like we we I think our brains hold like it's like petabytes worth of information that it can hold whether that be memory or things that were taking in at once but we're capturing all these things and we're so selective in what we decide to acknowledge and I think it's so wasteful to sit whether it be waiting for a class like I do or sitting on the train or the bus and and not working with that material and that's because we have so much excess of material and I have to go back to technology but I I I I know this is so tired to say, but I I made the point to sit today. I had 10 minutes before class, and I did not get on my phone. I did not write in my journal. I just sat, and I looked at people, and I listened, and every single person was on their phone. Every single person of probably over 100 people I saw in a span of 10 minutes were on their phone, and this isn't totally terrible because a lot of them were connecting with people that they love and that they care about or some of them were watching videos with material that was important to them or fulfilling or funny or maybe they they were doing a project that needed to be done or they were doing homework that needed to be done and that's all fine but it makes me think of a time where that wasn't the case and I don't know what that looks like to not have a phone what do you do are humans still just fearful and do they still just sit and and pretend and believe that to talk to someone else in the same exact situation as them would be strange or off-putting? And if the person does react in a strange way, if you talk to a stranger, then why are they acting that way? Are they just as well presumptuous of it just being weird to talk to a stranger, hence the word stranger? I don't know. I just think it's a huge misunderstanding, the human the human condition in that way um i just think it's a misunderstanding i think we're so saturated with material around us that does not need phones nor nor anything of the like and phones are beautiful and and connect and i use mine always and i don't want to be the crotchety person to say that it's an evil i mean i mean there is a toxicity to it but i would just like to say i'll wrap this up but um when you see someone or you're next to someone or you hear someone, don't necessarily intrude or invade, but if you see someone the, someone, and you make eye contact, smile or nod or, or give a pass of genuineness, sincerity. I know that's what I try to do. When I see someone for even a moment, I like to give them a nod or a smile that says, I, I am not just seeing a blob of color. I, I hope you're a person who who gets what they want. I hope that you, I, I recognize that you have dreams. I recognize that you are on your way to, to something good or bad, that, that you have thoughts all throughout your day that are just like mine. And if everyone did that to just one person a day, I think empathy would show itself a lot more. And it just scares me how much we compartmentalize and organize things and yeah. Just when you go to the store next time or you interact with a uh an employee, look at them and and see them as a person and not necessarily as a worker or or take the time to ask questions that you wouldn't normally. Um yeah. Speaking of talking to people, my guest today is Carter Ace, a lovely guy from Los Angeles. He just came out with a single that is the shit called I Think I'm Normal, and the video is equally as awesome. I'm really appreciative to have gotten to talk to him, and it's talking with people like him that give me these sort of ideas that it's so important to reach out to anyone, all people. All people have a story. All people are the same. And there's always something to learn to contribute from them, and I have learned a lot from speaking with Carter and I hope you enjoy the conversation. This is Carter Ace.
1: So tell me a bit about your new single. Yeah, our new song. Seems uh, packed. Yeah, I think I'm normal. That's like. It was a lot of fun just doing everything. Everything that had to do with I Think I'm Normal was so much fun. The creative process of it, us making the song, it started off with a, a session that we had with um, Isom Ennis, who is the drummer of Foster the People. and Oh, cool. I yeah. saw that it was produced by him. I was curious how that came to be. Yeah, it was just um, my manager linked us up. And when we like first met him, it was just really cool. It was organic. We didn't really talk about we didn't make any music for like a cool few hours, like maybe two or three hours, and then we got into it, and we made that the first song that we made was that, and oh, that's awesome. yeah, that was it. like we just made that. So when we did that, we um we left and then came back did one more session to finish up that song, and then that's how it came to be. Mm-hmm. That, that song in total probably took like, like six or seven hours to finish, to do. Damn, it sounds so clean. So <laughs> that's awesome. I guess it was because all of us had something different to do. So my right, bassist, right. Uh, Daniel Durant, he was playing bass, obviously. My guitar player, uh, Fahim, was playing guitar. I was doing vocals and then Isom was on drums. So everything Mm -hmm. just kind of like was organic. And he loved the fact that he was able to play drums on songs because I don't think he's able to do that as often.
0: That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that.
1: Tell me more about some of the lyrical content of it. Oh, yeah. um, When I was first writing it, it was a bit dark, but it wasn't like... It wasn't it wasn't too bad but it was like kind of dark <laughs> and then when I got into it I was just like hey what's up um when I got into it I was just like this is a lot maybe I should calm down and just talk about like something else so then Isom told me hey how about you just do that one flow that you're doing where you're just talking about how you think you want to do this and think you want to do that and I was like okay And just literally just thought about everything. So then when I came to the first verse, I was thinking, let's make this the depressing one. Like, I think I want to empty my pockets (laughs) and let's, you know, I want to sock my homies in mosh pits, all that. Then when it came to the second verse, it's me saying like, okay, but why are we doing this? Like, what am I talking about? I'm actually tight. So I'm gorgeous, you know, like. I'm a lot of these things. I'm I feel perfect, you know, but I'm a threat to my development. You know, it it's it was kind of like a parallel thing. And that's kind of how my mind works. Like, that's how um, when I and I lost <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. I was trying to say that um like when we were writing it, I'm sorry, give me a second, I need to recollect my thought. What was I trying to say? You were talking about how it's like basically both sides of your brain. How it was is oh what it kinda yeah, sounded yeah. like. Yeah, it was a different parallel type thing. And with the second one it was just like I'm the shit. The first one was like, uh, I'm not so sure if I am really. And the right. whole song is just me trying to convince myself like that it's okay if I do think I'm cool or if I don't. Just need to accept it. Either way. That's where the hook comes in. Gotcha. Mm.
0: So where are you at on that? Do you think you're cool or do you think you're not? <laughs>
1: um, I, see, my head always goes to these two different people. So there's Carter, the musician, and then there's O'Neal, which is my first name, who is mm-hmm. the just regular person. As O'Neill, I just feel like a regular person. I, I don't feel that cool. O'Neill's like first verse. Then Carter is pretty much second verse. I feel like I'm great, you know, on stage, I have all this energy and I I love Carter. I like being Carter more than O'Neill. Carter's the person I created, you know. O'Neal was the person I was born being.
0: Right. Hmm. Let me I'm thinking about that. So you wouldn't you don't really consider them to be the same thing? No.
1: It's like playing Sims. I feel like I made my own character correctly, <laughs> with Carter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still you. You
0: know what I mean. Like you're still writing that stuff and you're still saying it. So it's, at least it, like even though it feels like it's not the same, at least it's still true, in a way, I guess. Uh, I guess in in a way. I kind of feel that way too. With uh, I don't make music, but like with my podcast, because. I'm just, like, a normal dude, and then when I'm talking to people, I have to, like, be interesting enough to talk to, and, like... I feel that. And, like, say shit that is not, like, boring, you know? Mm -hmm. So, it's just weird. It's kind of weird just separating myself, but the whole point is to, like, be myself. Right. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I feel like maybe it's less of, like, a character than, like, it brings out the best of you that you can't always act like. I guess. that Makes sense.
1: Yeah. Like, I think that podcast personality, along with being like an uh, artist personality or a photographer when they're in their zone, when they're in their zone, that's the most exciting and slightly dangerous place to be in. (laughs) Sometimes you feel like you don't care. So then when you're in that stage, it's like it's great. And then you get out that stage, and then sometimes, if you're like me, you get that regret, like, "Oh, why did I say this?" Or just like, like you, you almost start to think a little too much. Like what? Give me, give me an
0: example of something that you would say that you'd be all like hype about, and then you'd be like, "Shit," maybe
1: because I shouldn't. <laughs> there have been times where like I'll be on stage and I'll say something about like, like at, towards like the end of our sets, I'll be like. If you don't know who we are, you know, just twitter.com slash Carter Ace Music. Like, you know, I'll shout myself out and then I'll start saying mm-hmm. like random websites. Like, I'll be like pornhub.com slash Carter Ace and like w- walmart.com slash Carter Ace. And when I say it on stage, I feel completely fine. When I get off stage and I'm driving home, I'm like, why? Why did I say that? I don't even know what that means. You know, me neither. And that's. that's That's why it's best for me just not to think too hard and just do it. I want to know, like, what the root of that is. It's, uh, man, it's honestly like the, it's just the rush of of being, like, having fun on stage because I I guess I kind of don't have that outlook with anything else. Like, other people, they, you know, they drink and they become this person or they smoke and they become this person. I don't do any of that, so... To oh yeah. That person. Why, why is that? Um, I mean, I just never felt like it. Pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was I never felt like it. And then second, it was because I already feel like I'm not the best at you know with my health when it comes to eating. And oh, so I'm trying to like balance it out. So I'm trying to be like, okay, I can at least eat a little bit more unhealthy, knowing that I don't drink. Or something You know like it's stupid But it's I feel that That's what I'm thinking Yeah before you start
0: Poisoning yourself You might wanna Get the normal shit in check I feel that for sure I don't know It's weird because Some people need that To like work And stuff And I don't really get it
1: Yeah I mean Nah I I, You've seen those articles Where it's like Like certain things Like people say like Sex gives you as much Dopamine as Like cocaine does or like getting a hug from a person i really do feel that so it's things like that that i need yeah instead of actually taking the drug i could just be getting a hug from a friend or i could be talking to my you know talking to a friend or a family member about something and that could give me the dopamine that i need absolutely
0: yeah i love that so tell me how you got into music
1: in the first place okay so pretty much my mom, she was a dancer and my dad, he was a big musician in Africa. And I'm like mm-hmm. first generation American pretty much. So, okay. I didn't know about hip hop or R&B or any of that, you know? So all I really mm-hmm. knew about was African music and salsa music, the type of stuff that you just dance to. It's all about the rhythm more than right the words and for a while that was just the thing that I was into and then I would just kind of like enjoy myself with creative things but I didn't know what I wanted to do creatively yet I just knew I wanted to create something Mm -hmm. so at first I was writing stories I was writing books and I would like sell them at farmer's markets yeah as a kid and Then after that, I was like, you know what, I like uh, making and like I like animating. So I tried to animate on my computer, got like a drawing tablet, tried doing stuff like that. Then it wasn't until I had my cousin Genesis who told me, yo, I can out rap you. No doubt. (laughs) Like I'm the best rapper out of all of us. I never even rapped before then, but I felt threatened. So I was like, okay, bet. Made a whole rap, made a whole song, and I kind of knew how to produce a little bit because I was trying to make music for my animation videos. Okay. And then, so I had that upper hand, and then I tried doing that and put it all together, and he was like, whoa, this is actually tight. And since then, (laughs) been making music. Did you out-rap him? Um, To me, I would say that we were both in an equal place, except... Mm -hmm he would have like all these lines that were tight and then some of them would just be like, okay. So he had either, either his bars were tight or they were okay with mine. They were either like tight or just trash because I would have <laughs> one line about, oh man, I remember what it was. It was such a tight song. Like all my bars were tight up until I said, I'm, <laughs> I ha- I'm hanging out with them making their booty itch. And I was like, <laughs> and it wasn't like it wasn't good at all Yikes. like it cut it it made the rest of the song just bad because I said that but that's always what I've been into and I still do that in songs now like that's why I think I'm normal isn't like your typical like lyrical type music like people wouldn't talk about I'm not American so don't deport me It. but yeah I wanted I wanted to ask you about that line mm-hmm and to to elaborate on it a little more. Okay. Well, um so in that line, I mean, I said I'm not American. I am, but <laughs> with my morals and the way my family is and the way and the people I hang around, I don't feel like it. So I don't I don't really? I don't like saying that I like Ameri- being American is not like my thing. I I'd rather say I'm Cameroonian. Or French, Mm -hmm. because that's what my family is.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: West African.
0: How does it feel being in Los Angeles, like, the culture there
1: and stuff? Like, how does that fit into that mindset? Los Angeles is cool because it's a lot of diverse people. So you can always, Mm -hmm. if you need something, you can go to one different place in L.A. and find it. So I have a certain place where... It's just nothing but my African, my fellow African people, and I just hang out with them, and we, you know, we're able to talk. And then if I need the like Valley scene where we, you know, people that I make music with, I just go there. If I need snow, go to Big Bear. If you know, I just like everything is just around L.A. And growing up in growing up in L.A. is it's. If you don't have a good family or a good backing, it's not the best place to grow up. But luckily, I mm-hmm. had that, and they have, you know, everyone's humble and, and well grounded, well-rounded. And I don't know what to say there, but well-rounded, I think, and then they're grounded people. Mm-hmm. So, growing up here— Is that where you want to stay, do you think? L.A.? Um, Yeah, I'm honestly cool with staying in L.A. But I do Mm -hmm. want to venture out more. I haven't really been out of California in, like, in a few years, actually. Like, yes, like, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, man, I really haven't left the vicinity of Los Angeles, like, the full Los Angeles area Mm -hmm. the whole, my whole year, this year and last year, up until I went to San Diego last week that's kind of weird it it sucks like i really want to leave and i should it's just money is like it's not tight but i i just have this weird thing with money like in order for me to go somewhere i need to be able to be able to pay for it like three times like if i want to go gotcha to japan and it's a thousand dollars i need to make sure that i have three thousand on me
0: i feel you So are you making money just from music or are you doing
1: other stuff too? Uh, I'm mainly making money from working, like an actual job. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we do get some money from shows, but we're trying to expand that definitely for 2019.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Mm -hmm.
1: Do you at least like the job that you got? The job that I have right now is cool with me. Like, I don't hate it, but it's just definitely something I don't want to be doing for this long. Right. I I definitely feel that. Yeah.
0: It's weird. Like I feel like mentally I'm totally ready to travel, but like you said, like financially, it's just, it just sucks how much that
1: controls the different aspects of it. Yeah. And it's also the fact that I do need to be at work. That makes it, hard to right right yeah
0: oh yeah I'm uh I'm in school right now in Michigan so I feel that where are you going uh Eastern Eastern Michigan University oh I see it's in like the bottom of Michigan yeah I'm studying uh film actually and philosophy oh that's
1: tight so that's tight
0: yeah yeah It it just gets a little
1: uh claustrophobic sometimes you know (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean I understand but when you're studying something creative like film and then you have something like philosophy that is i don't know how to say it. i i don't know like for a lack of better term not creative i guess but when you're mm-hmm. when you're studying those two different things i i feel like that makes it a little easier at least you have something creative to do and with film i used to think that I was good at film I used to think that I knew like a lot up until I shot the music video for I Think I'm Normal when I had someone else shoot it and they're talking about Mm -hmm. like dutching the camera and and what kind of lighting they're trying to use and like the lenses changing lenses I was like oh now I see why whenever I would try to shoot something like this it didn't look good because the lens needed to be different so I it made me realize I don't know anything Yeah, I'm
0: I'm still pretty amateur in it, but I don't like since I was young I always wanted to be a writer. Like that was the main thing I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Is write write books. So like when I came here initially I was majoring in creative writing and then I was like shit, that's kind of that's a pretty like loose career choice to spend all my money on. Yeah. So it's like I got to do I got to do something that I like where it's film where like I'm actually learning how to do programming and how to like operate cameras and shit that way when i get out i'll at least have something hands-on to do and then i can like write books in the meantime so that's kind of how i came to it and then philosophy i just like i'm too self-aware for my own good yeah so i just i think way too fucking much but i like the philosophy has helped me tremendously just in like understanding who i am and like actually like i'm writing a book right now actually and it's Entirely like philosophical, like everything I'm saying is just basically because it's um it's from the perspective of a guy on an island, mm-hmm. so it's not like super it's not super fictional where I'm writing a story. It's all from first person, so it's pretty much just like me spilling my current mind as a fictional character, and like the philosophy has helped that tremendously.
1: So That's it's it's definitely tight. really tight. That's great. That sounds really interesting when are you gonna like release the book um it's actually weird i i started it in uh early
0: march and i don't know why i got this idea but i i got this idea to write it on twitter oh and so i i i made this new account and i just started writing it on twitter like each tweet was a, an entry from like the journal of the fictional character and i've been doing it ever since and like I've just because I also write every day. Like I have a journal that I've written in. I I've had like fifteen or so journals. I've I've written every day for more or less like five years or so. Mm-hmm. So basically, when I think it's like now, I have this process of: Do I put that in my journal? Do I just let that rest in my mind, or do I put that in the book? Mm-hmm. Because I have to think like the character definitely parallels me, but I also I also want it to like have its own identity so yeah i started writing on twitter and then i never really like i had no means to like get it popular or publicize it i it was just a really convenient format for me to write because for a long time i had a really hard time creative writing because i took this creative writing class and it kind of just like sucked the creativity on me because i was forced yeah. to write creatively so it was just kind of yeah. fucked and then when I, when I started writing like that on Twitter, it was just so easy. Like, when I got an idea, I just pulled my phone out and just, like, sent it out. And I've already, like, I've locked it now. And now it's literally just, like, a place for me to write. And it's just super convenient rather than having to sit down and put a pen to paper or type it out on a computer if I don't have it. That way, if I'm out in public and I get a thought, like, I can just write it down real quick. So my plan is to just... Uh, when I'm done, you can you can download all of your tweets in like an mm. archive, and they send you a file. So I think I'm just gonna do that, and then I'm gonna try to put it in a book, stylized as like a journal. And I'd like to publish it within like the next couple of years. But there's a good chance that everything I, honestly, I read is
1: gonna. I think that would be a great idea, because I think people would really enjoy that format, especially with how technology is going, and mm-hmm. even with what you're saying, like just i completely feel you on the whole um like creative writing just kind of sucking the creativity out of you you just don't feel yeah it's, it's weird because creative writing isn't like that's a weird thing to do especially when it's like okay you're gonna be doing creative writing but you have to write about what i'm telling you to write about and it's <laughs> yeah it's
0: it's just it's weird
1: yeah it's it's a strange thing but then with this new like technology where you don't even have to like have a job really you could just be doing like uber or or doordash or something yeah. or where you don't even need to yeah like there are even apps where you can just go into a store work for a few hours and then leave like it's, yeah there's
0: like mystery shopping and shit too yeah it's, it's so weird
1: so like with this you can even just write your book literally on twitter and then archive it Put it as journal entries and post it. That's that's crazy to me to think about, and that's a great idea. Yeah, you better do that quick so no one else takes it.
0: Yeah, that's why I locked it because I was thinking I was like, this shit's all out here, but that's why I put the account on private. Cause I was like, you know what? Like, even though Twitter has a whole thing where tweets are technically your property, like someone could easily just jack that shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make it private, and so now I just use it as my own like studio basically tight yeah i don't know it's just it's just tough because like yeah i just i'm really really like self-analytical and i get really worried that like the things i say are pretentious and like i don't really know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. and so i'm very hesitant to speak up whether it be in class or whatever so i'm just very very critical of this book in particular and i've been sending it to like a bunch of people and asking them like hey does this sound like like a high school philosophy kid who's like <laughs> like mm-hmm. his head's up his ass you know <laughs> but but thankfully the response has been pretty positive and people are saying like uh, a couple of things i've heard is that there's a lot in it for everyone and that's kind of the whole point is to have something that anyone can attach to so yeah yeah but this isn't about me <laughs> so I, I mean i thought it was interesting <laughs> <laughs> tell me uh so so, past the salsa and the, like, when, once you actually got into hip-hop and R&B, like, what kind of stuff did you attach to? Or what
1: do you listen to, like, now? I mean, now I, I do listen to hip-hop and R&B and, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, and jazz, but jazz, African music, and salsa was mainly what I grew up on. So that never goes mm-hmm. away. I like gotcha. pop songs. I, I like, um, I like certain type of musical songs. Like I'm not into like musicals where it's a lot of talking and singing. I'm into like okay, yeah, like, oh, man, I don't know, but that pisses me off for some, for some reason. Like, we just took the weight and like, oh man, I hate that. But with um, what do you hate? Like. Talking like the talking type of musicals where the whole musical is just them talking but singing. I like musicals where it's them acting and then they have songs and then it goes back to acting. Right. What kind of musicals do
0: you like? Like name name some that are that stick out to you. Um
1: Hairspray's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Hairspray's cool quote. That's probably the best musical I could give you right now. Like, I Did you the like, only ones that uh, I really know are like the main ones that my girlfriend shows me. That oh, Rent. Rent mm-hmm. is cool. Um, yeah, Rent's very cool. And that's what I can remember. Have you right seen now. La La Land yet? No, you know what? That's crazy. I still haven't seen La La Land. I haven't seen Moonlight either, bro. Bro. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't saw watch La La Land like, like more than any
0: other movie. That shit will just make you cry. <laughs> like there's there's no other way to put it. It's it is a magical movie. Man, but I'm, it's also
1: probably going to piss you off. So, I mean, we'll see cuz I I may need to bootleg it and like and find <laughs> out just because like I always want I wanted to watch Hamilton so bad too. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that. And like oh man, I I'm going to check it out. I think La La Land might be interesting. It's just I never have the, I'm not really into movies like that. Like I love visually how movies are and I'll, and Mm -hmm. if there's a time to watch it, then I'm down to watch it. But if you want me to go out of my way to like put something on, I'm probably not going to. Really? Yeah. I'll go out of my way to listen to an album though, or listen to some new music, but
0: yeah. Yeah. I feel like like I love movies so much. It's just so time consuming and I I have so much other shit to do that I always get scared that I'm like wasting my time. Especially if the movie ends oh, up being yeah. and yeah. it's
1: like great. That's There's how f- an hour and forty of my life. That's how I felt about every scary movie that's come out this year so far. Except for Hereditary.
0: My my last episode mm-hmm. was the composer for Hereditary. Oh what? Yeah, so
1: I was I was about to get offended. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no! Hereditary was crazy. It was almost too much. <laughs> yeah. For me.
0: Yeah, it was insane. I loved it. That's why I was like, don't say nothing bad about Hereditary.
1: No, I can't say <laughs> anything, anything bad, about amazing. bad about Hereditary. Also, um, that movie Unsane. I don't know if you've seen Unsane, but no, I haven't. Unsane. It was shot on iPhone, and I didn't know that when I went to watch the movie. So when it kept going to Mm -hmm. weird little angles, I was so lost. I was like, man, this movie looks weird. Like, it's very eerie and creepy. (laughs) They don't play music throughout the whole movie, so everything is just Uh, what you're feeling. always fuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just looking
0: up uh, Tangerine because that was shot on an iPhone. Oh! And oh! So oh
1: my! Weird. Oh my gosh! Okay, Tangerine. Uh, <laughs> that was the movie I was thinking about just now. Oh my gosh, Tangerine! I watched that. That movie was. Um, that one <laughs> felt like it was shot on iPhone. Um, yeah, for, it, it for was. knowing it was. how film works and like. It, it was a great effort. Yeah. And like the actors are not bad, but mm-hmm. the I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> that movie I don't know. You're gonna have to watch it and see it for yourself. <laughs> it, it's just yeah. The movie is just a is very long for what it is. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah,
0: I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I I couldn't get through the whole thing, and I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I think it I think some of it's really awesome. But I I love the idea of shooting on an iPhone, that's just dope. Like, hell yeah, go you. Yeah, do like what
1: you gotta do. It, I mean for for me watching it, it's like, okay, that's great. Like you shot on an iPhone, but I wonder how that felt for other people. Like I wonder how the person felt when like people are like, oh, okay, you gotta like be quiet, like we're shooting, we're on set, and it's just some dude holding an iPhone. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't get how you could take that seriously. Right.
0: Especially because, like, they had it on these little, like, they're called, I can't, they're like, I can't think of what they're called. They're little, like, handheld. They look like little oh, dollies, basically. I know what you're talking about. Said. It's like a clip. And yeah. it's this goofy, like, it's just this goofy looking little thing. Like, there's nothing more to it. It's and like. are just
1: sitting there with it. It's like a Ronin, but, like. I think it's it's I think it's made by DJI or something. Yeah,
0: it's weird. But hey, I mean, it got it got a good response, so power to them. You know. Did it?
1: Yeah, people love Tangerine, dude. Wow. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I see why. I see why it got like
0: almost exclusively rave reviews. Actually. Really.
1: Yeah, people absolutely loved it see maybe maybe i'm just maybe it's just me maybe i just don't understand
0: <laughs> yeah you're it dude that's you're the only one i'm sorry
1: because that's crazy i don't understand oh man i i feel like i shouldn't be saying stuff like this on, on <laughs> say, say what S- speak your mind nah th- no
0: nah. i just want to get one thing straight you should not take this too seriously because i'm just some dude so
1: I feel like I I say things I'm just saying that I don't want to like because you know how sensitive some people can get you will say something I now, got you. and then years later they're gonna be like right when you feel like you're doing good in life and everything's all good <laughs> and it's like Carter nope. says that he hates the Eskimos and then they just tear him down <laughs> like I don't and then and then it all crumbles yeah that's not what I want to happen
0: speaking of that kind of Situation: I saw on your Twitter you were chatting about Kanye, and I'm really curious to hear your opinion on his whole situation and his music, also. If you want to touch on that,
1: okay. So, my whole situation, especially with the slavery is a choice thing, Mm -hmm. I when people talk, I try to think about what they're thinking about, and I try to listen to what they're trying to say rather than what yeah. they're actually saying. And I feel like when once you get something wrong, some people are so quick to hear that wrong thing and just f- stick with it. That's how people are, are in arguments like you could be having an argument with somebody. You could give all these valid points. You can mess up in one place and all of a sudden they're not taking you seriously anymore. So yeah, I fully agree. So when it comes to that whole Kanye situation, I feel like people should maybe sit down because I, I don't—he's not doing anything to these people. People are kind of being a bit too sensitive about it, and all he's mm-hmm. doing—and I understood what he was saying about the whole slavery is a choice. It's—it's it's not that he was saying that. It's literally a choice. It's that—it's a choice to. It was a choice to Harriet Tubman, and it was a choice to not that. This was slavery, but it was the choice to Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, even though it wasn't slavery. But. He was saying that all these things, it was a choice to these people and they chose to do something different about it. And right. Yeah. That that I'm totally on board, by the way. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I just think that with him trying to do something different. By, you know, talking to Donald Trump and like being around him. It's the same thing as if your parent gets mad at you and all they do is just yell at you and make you feel like trash. You're not going to mm-hmm. feel like it's not going to make you more open to them. Like I'm not going to want to talk tell you about my day or anything if I if you're just telling me I'm a terrible piece of garbage and you don't ever want to, you know, see me. But if you're right. telling me like I just want to see what's going on. Like, I want to understand what you're going through. Then, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be more open. People are constantly going at Trump and just telling them he's trash. The thing we need to do is go up to him and be able to talk to him first before we can say anything. And I mean, yeah, honest. I, in, in my opinion, like I'm not going to get too political, but we know how we feel, feel about Trump and i I'm just saying that it's for someone that is um, that can be as ignorant or as hard to talk to like Trump, you kinda need to get on a better side in order for a conversation to even happen, so I'm glad that Kanye mm-hmm. is doing something, and he's doing stuff in Chicago that he's not you know publicizing like someone had found um receipts of his donation to some fund that i can't remember
0: i saw yeah i think he like gave it to someone that was running for a government position oh yeah i think they were running for mayor yeah it was like 70 something thousand dollars i think it was like the exact amount of debt that yeah the person was in i think that's what it was yeah but it's like I, I just don't get how like like Kanye that's who you're gonna go for, <laughs> like of all the shit that's happening right now, that's the dude that you're gonna spend your energy on <laughs> like right and and he's not even like he's obviously not acting with malice, like if anything, I think he's just like sometimes i mean he's obviously just like he's a little kid sometimes where he just gets super jacked up and he just says a thousand things you mm-hmm. know and and he. He obviously likes to be heard, and he's very egotistical. That's not like new, but like he, nothing he's saying or doing is acting with any sort of like negativity in mind. I don't feel like like that's that's, that's what I don't understand. Like, not. and I and, think people, and people oh, are my like, bad.
1: Sorry, I, it's
0: just it's just annoying. Like people just act like he's terrible. I, I
1: guess I don't get it. You can say what you need to, though. My the funniest thing to me is people will say this. They, they hate this new Kanye as if this, you know, this is new, like he's in the sunken place or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't think anyone even remembers or maybe even knows about 2006 or 7. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> or early, it was early, 2000, maybe even 2003. This was before his first album came out or after, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. But he was talking about how in high school or or yeah, he was talking about how in the school, when he would do certain things, people would be like, "Oh, that's gay," and yeah, then, with rap, back then, they were saying a lot of derogatory terms, and they were you know it was very controversial, not at the time, but to for now, especially in our time right now, is very controversial. And Kanye mm-hmm. back then was saying, for all my dudes saying these words and, like, you know, looking down on the LGBT community, stop.
0: Yeah. Back in, like, 05. <laughs> yeah. This before was he was
1: anything, he was, like,
0: he was speaking out on homophobia and hip-hop, and he was like, that shit's not cool. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's really deep-rooted. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. Like, the dude's got a good heart. Like, that's just undeniable and it's
1: sad that it gets lost sometimes but that's the thing that's what i'm saying is that with stuff like this kanye will say something like that at that time and people may shun him or look down on him or whatever but then years Mm -hmm. later on in the years later on it's it's making more sense and that's what kanye Mm -hmm. has been doing for a while i mean with the whole taylor swift controversy thing if you tell me to tell you what music video she won for, I couldn't tell you. I really can't tell you what music video she won for. But when he said that Beyonce had one of the best music videos of all time, if you really think about that iconic hand, you know, that dance, the the way the beat is like the most simple thing, but is the video is hella minimalistic. Like, mm, he, he looked, he was right and he, he was he was still off his hennessy that night yeah and
0: being a bit much but it it, it is i mean I, it I is a lot
1: he didn't need to do
0: that but he wasn't <laughs> no, wrong oh he did not he at least like made fun of himself though later about it yeah. so that was nice yeah did you ever see that like on on SNL when he did that what uh they did they did a skit on SNL where like Kanye would come oh. in like a bunch oh, of different yeah. I, I remember like one was like the biggest pumpkin contest. Yeah, it was a, and then he was like, "I got the biggest pumpkin." I remember that. Yeah.
1: See, it, that shit's funny, and I'm glad that he can like make fun of himself a bit. Yeah, I mean Kanye is a pretty funny guy. I think he, he yeah, I think he is he, able to make fun of himself a bit, and he just today
0: was weird, or it was within the past couple of days. He just like. Started following a bunch of people and retweeting a bunch of like, like Team Kanye daily and like a bunch of fan art and stuff, which is like weird because he's never done that. Yeah, like he's always been really reserved. So that was kind of interesting to see. I didn't even think he like knew about boost that. a bunch. Of, yeah, and he was he's like he's like posting like Rick and Morty fan art. Oh, and I like, saw that. Yeah, <laughs> there's this. Um, it's in like a bunch of different cities, but it's like a museum of illusions. <laughs> And it was like a it was like an ad for that, and he retweeted it. <laughs> I was oh, like, wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this on
1: Kanye's account? <laughs> you know. But I, I thought that was kind of funny. That that it's interesting that you say that. So that means when you post this, you should have a little snippet of what we were saying, you know, all the good things we were saying about Kanye, and then just, just <laughs> tag him so he can retweet. <laughs> <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> See the the issue may be though. I had a, I had a guest a couple episodes back. We were talking about Kanye, and he was more on like the opposite side of just like very cautionary. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't I don't want him to dig in there and then
1: know, hate me. But- yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, honestly, any publicity is good publicity. There you go. That's what I like to hear. So again let's talk
0: more about you sir Mm -hmm. what are some
1: what are some short-term and long-term goals you have musically my short-term goals right now are to get some more videos done i love visuals a lot and Mm -hmm. i feel like visuals make the music sound so much better that's why and if I'm being completely honest, I don't know if it's gonna make sense to other people, but this is America by childish Gambino that song wouldn't have been as good if that video didn't come out with it I'm absolutely being not I mean honest
0: because because that was one of those things where when people heard it the first time they heard it was with that video
1: yeah you know so that video plays in your mind all like whenever you listen to it.
0: Yeah, it's it's directly attached to it. There's no. Yeah, I definitely feel that, for sure. So and there weren't any like single ads. It was just like this video is out, and when it was written about, it was like new video
1: rather than like new song, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yo, you need to see this video. Like, Mm -hmm. people are over here freaking out about what's happening. You could watch it. Not even listen to the music and just be like, "Whoa, this is a lot."
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, is that the kind
0: of stuff you want to put in your videos? Like, would you ever do something with a more like sociopolitical, like, background in it, or do you just want to make pretty stuff?
1: Um, I feel like I'm not smart enough to do the whole. Hey, don't social, sell yourself short. Sociopolitical. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think I am capable of doing something like that. So well, you just you just want to do nice tones and stuff. I mean, I don't want everything to be nice. Like, yeah, obviously I want to put something that's crazy and I have ideas for it. It's just I don't want it mm. to be I don't like my stuff to be dated. So Yeah, yeah. I try not to include any references of like like man, imagine if like for instance I listened to a Soulja Boy song the other day, heard him Uh-oh. reference MySpace, and it's just oh. like, you can't say, th- like, that's not a lyric you can say now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, now that Soulja- song is just gone from me. I feel like you can't even listen. I feel like Soulja
0: Boy is like, <laughs> like an old meme. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, say that like, again? if you refer...
0: Like, if you reference Soldier Boy in your song
1: now, like, he would be outdated, I feel like. Yeah. Like, if I re- if I referenced him as anything other than a meme, <laughs> it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't make sense. It would just be really weird to do.
0: Does he put music out still? Do you know?
1: I remember there was a time where he was putting out mixtapes, like, every week. And he had one. He had like three mixtapes that came out in one day. And I don't know what he's doing now. And then, actually, no, I do know what he's doing now. Recently, I saw an ad on Instagram that said, "Hey, yo, it's Soldier Boy. If you want me to give you a birthday shout out, just pay me thirty dollars." I was like, "Whoa!" Oh no! Oh my! Soldier, Soldier, why'd you <laughs> Yikes, do this, man, <laughs> bro? That hurts my heart. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, hey, he's a businessman. He owns a bunch of subways, so I think he's chilling. <laughs> he owns subways? Yeah. Did you not know that he owns a bunch of subways? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no. Like, I did not know that. Like people need to Okay. Like Chamillionaire. You know who Chamillionaire <laughs> is? Yeah, yeah. Of course. And he yeah, you know he did Ride and Dirty. He owns Yeah. Or he's he he got money. Like he had he <laughs> sold stuff to he sold um i think it was maker studios to disney for 700 million he whoa is part of Lyft. like the oh Miami really Service. yeah damn so making moves out here yeah so he's making moves and he's not trying to be too fancy with it he's just chilling living his life and i respect that yeah
0: i i feel like that's i don't know a lot of like rappers are businessmen. Yeah, I mean, I'm and glad. Like, right, and then Jay Z's out here with just yeah
1: <laughs> more money than <laughs> Jay Z ever
0: necessary, and it's like, what are
1: you doing, bro? Jay Z and Diddy are in crazy places. I'm not gonna say they're living the life. Oh yeah, but I'll definitely say that they're in crazy places musically or uh, business wise. Yeah. Mm
0: what What would you say living the life is you, um what is your what is your image for living the life for
1: me um I feel like the happiest people are the people that are making ninety to a hundred thousand a year, and mm-hmm. then if you're under that or over that, it's like the same amount of like sad or you know because yeah. With a ninety to a hundred thousand a year, you're comfortable enough to pay your rent, get food, and then do something fun like travel if you need to-hmm under that, you kind of can't do some of the luxury things that you want to do, and then over that, there's a bunch of um extra stuff that you have to worry about, so yeah, I think that over a hundred thousand, uh, you sometimes you're sad. That's why That's r- rich people, you know, do bad things to themselves, and so do poor people.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you think that it's possible to be as hap- like just as happy, regardless of how much money you have? Um. Yeah. Or do you think there's a direct correlation?
1: Yeah, I mean. With, when you're, okay, like for instance, for me, I don't, I'm not making it like that much, but I'm very content. I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's possible. Like, you just have to have a good team around you. That's really what it is. And good morals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I think about that a lot because it's like it's consistently warned that like money can't buy happiness and like the wealthiest people are not the happiest. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, then where do I got to be? And then it's still like, well, there are stupidly wealthy people that are happy. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Having
1: more money isn't a problem. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah 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 but, but i definitely understand the dangers of that because then it's like well what do i do with
1: this i was actually having like, a talk on someone or i was having a talk with someone on twitter and we were just mm-hmm. talking about money for a cool minute and then or just happiness for a cool minute and then i talked about how money just kind of grants you the freedom a bit but the way i grew up i went through all of the stages of it so i we mm-hmm. lived in an apartment, and then my mom had mm-hmm. a good promotion and and made a lot of money, and then we had a mansion for a cool minute. Then we went from that Damn. to living into a two bedroom apartment. Then went from that to me moving to Maryland, living in. Oh man, Maryland was not the best living si- situation. It Was just a <laughs> like a kind of a like a house with like three rooms yeah. with like nine people living in it, but I was still happy. Moved from there Damn. back to L.A., living in a studio apartment with my mom and my aunt. Then went from that and still content. I'm still chilling. But all of, through all of that, it taught me about the value of money, where it matters and where it doesn't, what to spend your money on mm-hmm. and what not to. Um. Yeah, and where you can be in life. It also showed me, like, What is possible Shit That's crazy That's a lot (laughs) Yeah That's a lot So what do you think you should spend your money on And what you shouldn't I feel like You should spend your money on First What will What you need Mm -hmm. Your needs are first Your wants should come after you did what you needed. Like you should, a lot of people tend to save after they've spent, but you should be spending after you save. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> I got a lot of ways to go with that. <laughs> so. so is the goal to make uh music like your full time full primary source of
1: income? That That's something that I definitely want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's something that my the business side of me, the realist side of me is like, yes, like I need to make music a primary source of income or right. just make this a source of income for me to do something else, which, you know, just business in general. Yeah. And the music side of me mainly just wants to make something that excites me and others all the time. Right. Everything new is just exciting. And yeah, I, I want to quit this job so bad this year. Hopefully <laughs> actually I, I am going to quit my job this year. Then what to. are you going to do? I freelancing something. I think that, I think bigger things are going to be happening in 2019 and I just need to believe in myself enough
0: for sure, man. Just, just speak it, speak it into reality for sure. That's what I like to say. So if you weren't doing music, like what would you do? What would you be happy doing if you had to compromise and do like
1: music and something else? Oh, okay. So I feel like people think that doing music literally means that you're doing, that you're playing the instrument or that you're out on stage yeah. and stuff. But I would definitely yeah. be comfortable being an engineer, um, mm-hmm. being an assistant for a musician, even just yeah, like, I would love to go to school for music, but that's not something that my family is into. So I can't really do that. Mm-hmm. But if I did go to school for music, I did my four years and then, I went to go, like, being, you know, try to, um, what's the word, try to, like, apply for a job as an engineer or as a, you know, some type of something, I would definitely, mm-hmm. I feel like I would definitely get it because it's the mixture of the passion and the knowledge that you need, and some people only have the knowledge, and some people only have the passion, yeah. And I feel like the passion is is 75% of it or 60, 65 to 75% of it. And then the education, the fact that you have the credentials is just another foot in the door.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Well, you should definitely pursue that for sure. Um, My friend was actually telling me today about, uh, I didn't even know this existed, but it's iTunes U it's like iTunes free university. Mm-hmm. And they teach like music theory and engineering and producing and shit. And I was like, I did not know about it. I didn't either. And it's totally free. And it's basically just like video classes. And I just found out about it. And I was like, what? Cause I'm, um, music is like my thing. Like it's of all like entertainment industries and stuff. Like it's what I'm most passionate about. I just, I know a lot about it and I just love music that's why I started this podcast was to talk to musicians and shit. Um mm-hmm. but singing's not really my thing, rapping's not really my thing, but I think the piano is just beautiful. So I've been trying to learn the piano and they actually have some really cool courses on there. Like just for that. So it that's really cool if you ever look into that.
1: See, that's another thing that just goes back to the conversation we were having earlier about jobs just being available now like even you could do courses of Mm -hmm. something on the internet right there you could just pay for that individual course like um what is the what are those websites because it's like coursera or um i'm not sure there's something like all the youtubers have been plugging in there you know man i can't remember the name of it but it's really There
0: there is something called Coursera?
1: Yeah, there's Coursera and there's something else. Oh, Skillshare. Skillshare. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the resources are definitely there. And even if you have to pay for it, like, some resources are not that expensive.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: Like, Skillshare or whatever, some of those are, like, only a couple bucks for a month or two months or something, you know?
1: Yeah, Definitely. It's not a brand deal, so it's cool. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. So, are you gonna have an album coming out with I with I think I'm normal? Have you been making other songs in the same vein as that?
1: Um, We we have a collection of songs that are done, and hell yeah. The main thing right now is just trying to it's trying to gain momentum with everything. So I want to see how. Uh So I don't want to just put something out and there's not enough attention around it so
0: yeah i feel that um yeah the new single definitely feels like a professional step like with the website and like all the different streaming platforms and the vivo video and stuff and how it's like professionally directed and it looks really nice and like um the ad like that's how i actually found out about you oh tight. was an ad <laughs> so so like obviously it works <laughs>
1: Man, honestly, yeah, I I definitely feel that. I feel like the ads and stuff haven't worked as much until today, or not today, until this song and this video came out. Like the, Mm -hmm. I feel like people are really gravitating towards this, and I was really nervous with releasing it because we hadn't released anything in like since February at first. Yeah, it's a while. And, and we weren't doing anything like I mean we did a few shows but we weren't like promising any new music or anything so now that we have this new mm-hmm. song now it's just about consistency
0: for sure dude I I definitely think you have that like I don't know how to describe it like but I think you like got it you know like I just think with the video and the sound if you keep putting out more stuff that sounds like that like I definitely think you have the capacity to like Get it. Get it. If that makes sense. Yes. It just it just has that vibe to it. It doesn't it doesn't feel feigned or anything. It's just the song's fresh as hell too, by the way. I don't know if I've said that, but it definitely is. Is it's just
1: it's very nice. I'm glad. Thank you. I really Yeah, of course, man. That's all like just that, that's all I want to hear. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking it. <laughs> um so. you yeah. So for me, it's it's weird how some people say it. Like, some people will hit me up on Instagram. And they'll be like, bro, love the song. Can you, like, hop on this? Like, can you, you know, like, can you listen to my song? Tell me what mm-hmm. you think. And I always listen. Right. Because I used to be that kid. And I, right. I don't really do that as often. I don't, I mean, I don't ever do that. But when... um. When I listen to it sometimes it's like not the best but I remember that I wasn't the best at one point and right. I mean I'm still not you the best start somewhere so <laughs> not the best let me let me reiterate but it's um you're the you're the greatest in the world <laughs> I I mean I feel a lot I feel very confident but I'm not naive like I know I don't know everything
0: yeah for sure but it sounds clean. It it sounds like something of someone who should feel that way, if that makes sense. I feel that. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you talking today. Oh yeah. We can wrap it up.
1: This is crazy. This is the longest like interview I've ever done. This is the most interesting too. <laughs> we got very in depth with, like, with I mean, any topic, which is great because I never get to do that. It's always just. The basic questions
0: yeah i don't ever that's not at all my goal like i don't i never ask or i i really try not to ask just like basic shit or if i do i try to expound upon it mm-hmm. and actually get like a real answer out of it because i don't like i want to know the person you know what i mean like i want to feel at the end of my conversation that like i can hit up the person i talk to and be like yeah sub dude like hope you're good for like, sure that, that's my goal is to like actually create a dialogue whereas some interviews it's just like hi how's your new album yeah like what, what was the process of making it and it's like all right but i don't know
1: no i enjoy i this don't i don't even
0: like a lot i'm happy man i'm i'm really glad you said that because i i like to think of it more of a conversation rather than like an interview because when you call an interview it's like i'm putting you on a pedestal or like yeah i'm, put, I'm separating us already and when you do that you're already like Cutting out some information that you can learn from one another. Right. In in certain topics. So
1: I appreciate you being open and actually talking. Oh, yeah. No, of course. I'm glad. Like, I'm down to talk about these topics. I just don't know where I I am. Like, I just don't know how this whole, like, uh, and I hate this term, but, like, music business works. But, like. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I never know what to fully say. So I just kind of say what I need to, and then, yeah, I just kind of. Yeah, I, I'm just yeah, hoping man. that I, said I everything that made sense.
0: I, I just want to reiterate again, like <laughs> I'm literally just a 19 year old oh, in tight. college, emailing people. Like that's dead ass all I do. So yo, that's great. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just weird because like. Like the composer for Hereditary. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to have conversations with people and then I feel like I dupe people sometimes.
1: <laughs> Cause, D- dude, honestly, I kinda wish you started with that because I didn't <laughs> I didn't even know that. Man, I'm twenty. So <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn.
0: I don't know, it's weird dude because like I've talked to directors before and I'm like, I'm I'm eighteen. And they're like, oh. Oh. And they're like, okay. Yeah, I see see what this. (laughs) They're like, oh, so this is like a little, just a little something, something.
1: And I'm like, no, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. So this is a cute little, like, project. It's like, nah,
0: bro. Right. But, dude, I'm fucking, I'm hustling out here. I made my own website, like, all by myself. I'm on, like,. I'm on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Oh great. Like all that shit. I was shit. about to ask if I'm you just, had
1: it like on, on the podcast on Yeah, yeah, iTunes.
0: yeah. It Yeah, it's on SoundCloud, uh, Apple Music, Bandcamp, uh Stitcher, Google Play. All the bases are covered. So that's great. So yeah, dude, I don't I I I don't know either what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> like when I'm contacting publicists and managers and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm usually just I'm usually just scared but trying my best, you know. I feel so, that. So I definitely feel that when you when you talk about not knowing what to say and shit. Hopefully you and I can reconnect like <laughs> like ten years down the road or something, or like five years down the road when we both have a little more Yeah, hopefully more confidence of what's going on. Hopefully we
1: <laughs> like years down the line we've got we we've both got our shit together. <laughs> Like a lot more. We'll go to Japan. Yeah, I'm down to go to Japan. (laughs) I'm trying to go to that water park like spa that they have.
0: That thing looks crazy. I actually might go to Japan in June because my uncle's there.
1: Fucking gorgeous Prioritize myself Cause hell I know I'm awesome My unpredictability Should have you cautious I'm also not American So don't deport me I think that I'm a threat To my development I think my life is better When I'm celibate Immediate attention Ain't the best And I surround myself With stress that I just gotta keep The pressure down Yeah. I feel your brain I see your brain I know the way you work. Yeah. I feel your brain I know you So you can think about that When you die? down going oh, so oh.